It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, what up, everybody? You're watching Giants now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green. You know what? I just want to thank every single person that is actually tuned in right now. Because one, you didn't have to. Two, you probably shouldn't. And three, you did. You could be doing anything else in the world. But you're tuned in to Giants now as they sit at, what's the record, Rolly? Two and eight? The Giants are two and eight. And we're talking mock draft and we're talking free agent targets before Thanksgiving. Man, oh man. It's rough times for a Giants fan. It's not easy to be a Giants fan right now, but if you're still here, if you still bleed Giants blue, you're a real one, and we can get the real ones going down in the comment section. Because you know what, Roly? Brighter days are around the corner, potentially, as the Giants hold the second pick in the NFL draft right now. And when you own the second pick in an NFL draft, more likely than not, you probably got to take a quarterback. And as much love that I have for Daniel Jones, First, for, uh, first playoff win for the New York Giants since 2012. Able to go on the road and beat Patrick Seatman's Vikings. And I got to see him cry for eight months. It was electric. But when you lead a team to inside the top five in the NFL draft, you probably have to move on from that quarterback. So I want to hear from you in the comment section. Who do you want to be the Giants starting QB to start next season? Is it Daniel Jones? Is it Caleb Williams or is it Drake May type DJCW or DM? And producer Roly, the chat is flooded with Drake May. So I have to say this. Um, I know some of you, aka Mitch, I don't see him in the chat yet, hates Roly. <laughs> but if you might, you guys might not know this about me, but I am actually a North Carolina football fan. So I've been spewing the gospel on Drake May this entire football season, kind of jokingly saying... Last season, too. Give yourself some credit. Two, kind of jokingly saying he's better than Caleb Williams, but now it actually might come to fruition. I've tried spewing the narrative that the Bears, who I work on Bears now a lot, that they should take Drake May over Caleb Williams. They are not receptive to that idea, but it seems like Giants fans are receptive to my guy Drake May. I might have to take my talents to the Meadowlands. Let's go. The only nonsense here, Marshall, not the ability to wear number 10 might be a deal breaker. Might be a deal breaker. I think he'll be all right not wear number 10. What number does he wear if he's with the Giants? Obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau, number five. One know. is retired. I like two. How about two? Two Drake is tough. Drake May and two is tough. Drake May's, 
Drake made two is tough. I could be. I also like three. Replace uh, takes Sterling Shepard's number. I just have only seen him in 10, so I don't really know. Does Eli Manning let Drake May wear number 10? Yes. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Do you guys have a number one? Re retired. Ah. Retired. Uh, what about 13? 13, currently worn by Jalen Hyatt. Maybe you know Drake May after he gets QB money at pick number two. Maybe he can buy it off Jalen Hyatt's I hands. could see Drake May being a 13 guy, if not 10. I like nine as well. Not, nine's my number. Nine's a good QB number. Nine's Underrated. Number. Even though it reminds me of Tony Romo. Um, but yeah, look, I know that there's some people that want to go Caleb Williams, and I'm not going to say that. Look, I still don't know who my number one quarterback is. To be honest with you, I've only watched a couple of games of Caleb Williams and Drake May this year. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say I've been in the lab, I've been in the film room studying tape, looking at cover six zones and how they throw from inside the pocket and outside the hashes. But I was able to watch the USC game and the North Carolina game side by side on Saturday night. And both guys are extremely talented. Like, let's just, let's just get to the chase. There's a reason that people are talking about this as a generational QB class. And hopefully, the Giants are going to be picking top two in the NFL draft and they get to walk away with one of these guys. In today's video, though, we're going to go through our first mock draft. Of the season. I can't believe we're freaking doing this. What did I do? What did I do to deserve this? Well, I'll be honest. I sold my soul for that Vikings playoff win. So if you want to blame anybody, blame me. According to Jake Ritma, I've got big enough shoulders to wear that one. So we'll do, we'll do that. Um, but coming up, a mock draft. Two-round mock draft. Giants have three picks in the first two rounds. So we'll talk about three prospects. And then we're going to take a look at like 20 free agent targets as the Giants could potentially have $60 million in cap space. And then we're going to do a mailbag. We're just going to answer questions from you guys. But first, I got to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor, Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app in North America. It's daily fantasy made easy. How easy? All you do is make a lineup of two to six players and you choose more or less on their projected stat line. And if you go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use the promo code CLNS, PrizePix is going to match your initial deposit up to $100. So put $100 in your account at prizepicks.com slash CLNS, promo code CLNS, you'll have $200 to play with. And I've already got my lineup set up for this Sunday's games in the National Football League. I'm going to go with more. Passing yards for Dak Prescott against the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to go with less passing yards for Bryce Young as he will be taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And just to throw a little bit of some Giants juice in there, I'm going to go with more rushing yards for Saquon Barkley as the Giants will be playing the Washington Commanders. You can roll with my picks, you can fade my picks, or you can make picks of your own. Just play Daily Fantasy with our sponsor, Price Picks. PricePicks.com slash CLNS. Promo code CLNS. As my guy Mike G, a.k.a. MG, best initials in the game right there. What up, MG? $10 super chat. We appreciate it, brother. Says, MG, think the G-men used the second rounder they got from the Leonard Williams trade for a proven wide receiver, Higgins, or someone like that. What are, you thought? What are your thoughts? Well, that's a good question right there, Mike G. And I would say this. The Giants are absolutely going to be in the market to add a lot of talent, especially on the offense this season, uh, this offseason. 
But I will say this. You are not going to be able to trade for T. Higgins or a second-round pick. We've done a bunch of wide receiver trade ideas on this show. And one thing I have learned is if you are going to trade for a proven wide receiver in the National Football League, you're going to have to give up a first-round pick and maybe a third or fourth-round pick. That's what we saw for A.J. Brown. That's what we've seen for Devontae Adams. That's what we've seen for Tyreek Hill. It's going to take a first-round pick and probably a third or fourth-round pick. So while I would love to get T. Higgins for pick number 56, I don't see it happening. But, Mike, I am I am believing the Giants are going to make another big trade this offseason to add some talent to this offense. going to be an interesting offseason. That's why you subscribe. Shout out to Mike G., best initials in the game. As my guy and Rolly's guy. My guy, Cino. My guy, Cino. Cino, the cyberpunk. What up, brother? Appreciate the super chat. Says, two of my favorite duos. What's up, y'all? Two of my favorite duos or two of my favorite dudes? Because we're think, just one duo here. I think he meant to say two of my favorite dudes. My God. See, no. An absolute legend. And I will say this. This next super chat coming in, Roly, okay. is absolutely awesome. I want to give a huge shout out to PSN LLC. You might say, Marshall, who is PSN LLC? This is the commenter. Shout out to you. Thank you for the super chat. And let's get a two clap for PSN. Rolly, you got to tighten up. You got to tighten up. Do I got to throw a better lob? There? I was, I wasn't muted. I was muted, so I didn't. I wasn't ready to give the clap, so I tried to unmute myself real quick, and then you already clapped, so I was just far behind. All right, let's do it again for PSN. God, Rolly, you're gonna have to tighten up on that. I didn't that. know you. I don't know your cadence. PSN was the man who we're now buddies. We're now good friends. Me and PSN. He was the one who called me out when I. Kind of ripped Tommy DeVito oh, a little really? bit about the Gabagool. No way. And he kind of called me out a little bit. But then he told me two videos later, I won him back over because I apologized. And I was nice and used statistics <laughs> to back up Tommy DeVito. So PSN, I appreciate you tuning in. And I'm glad you stuck around. And now you're a super chatter and a real one. Says, good day, sirs. Still sticking with DeVito. He created 17 points versus the Cowboys as opposed to Daniel Jones' zero. Yeah, I've heard a lot about how Tommy DeVito was able to score 17 points against the Cowboys, and Daniel Jones has not. PSN, real question. What is your relation to, to DeVito? Is this Tommy DeVito? The streets are talking. All I'm saying is when they showed DeVito's parents in the stadium last night at AT&T Stadium, I was able to zoom in on their phone, and it looked like they were watching Giants now. Whoa. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. And I did. You know what? Now that you've mentioned it, I remember the video that you showed me in the icon in the upper left where he was watching from kind of looked purplish. Uh, <laughs> PSN, I'm glad that I didn't run you away with my comment saying I don't give an F what you said, but I'm glad you're here. Now you're super chat. Appreciate you. Let's ride. Eric Cruz coming in with a $10 super chat. What's up, brother? Says, I say stay with Jones. Get the wide receiver from Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr., the second round O-lineman. And if Jones doesn't work out next year, Arch Manning comes in the draft in 2025. What you think about that, Marsh? Oh, boy. PSN also saying he is not Tommy DeVito. He is a Philly guy. Okay. That's what I would say if Allegedly. I was Tommy DeVito. That's Allegedly. what I would say. We're just messing with you, brother. We're just messing with you. One, I'll, I'll address point by point here, Eric. 
You can't stay with Daniel Jones. And it's not even because of the play of Daniel Jones. You are going to cut him after the 2024 season, and then you will carry a dead cap hit of $22 million for the 2025 season. So he's going to be off your team after next season. He has a knee injury. Is he going to be ready for next year? I do not know. But I know this. He has a serious neck injury. In fact, the second time he's had a serious neck injury. He already had offseason neck surgery following the 2021 campaign where it caused him to miss the final five games of that season. And then he missed three more games this year due to a neck injury. Roley, you are going to have a top five pick. You have a quarterback on your roster who has showed he's not worth the contract and he's missed eight games due to a neck injury in three years, and he's coming off a torn ACL. It would be football malpractice to not draft a quarterback in the Listen, top five. if you're picking third in the draft, I understand that philosophy. Take the most sure thing I think we have in this draft in Marvin Harrison Jr., because you'd have to trade up to draft a quarterback. But if you're sitting top two, you take the two generational guys. Now, which one is it? That's up to Joe Shane, Brian Dable, um, and whoever maybe picks first. But if you have the first overall pick, you'd have a choice of either one. But you take one of the two because those two guys are fantastic. And a lot of question marks around your QB as well. When it comes to Arch Manning, I can't give you any sort of take on Arch Manning. Love the last name. Would be cool to have another Manning wear New York Giants blue. But we haven't even seen him play college football I can't say he's going to be a good NFL quarterback just He's yet. better than Quinn Ewers. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's my guy, Rob Jigga. My guy, Rob Jigga. Rob Jigga coming in with a $5 super chat. Rob, we appreciate you tuning in, my man. Thanks for being a real one. We appreciate it. All righty. We got a bunch to get into. We got a mailbag coming later in the show. If you want to get your question featured on the show, just go ahead and use hashtag Giants. Or Super Chat. That way, producer Roly can pop those up on screen. As we got some people rooting for Michael Penix Jr. in the chat. We got some Bo Nix fans in the chat. I do not want Bo Nix to be a member of the New York Giants. Bo Nix is the prototypical 25-year-old college quarterback that does well because he's got a lot of pieces around him. You do not want that to be the face of your franchise. I can guarantee you that. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um... I am, honestly, I'm not taking a quarterback unless it's Drake May or Caleb Williams. I'd be fine taking Michael Penix in range 10 to 15. Agree, but he ain't getting out of the top five, I don't think. Uh, It's a long way to go. You don't think Penix is getting out of the top five? We always see these quarterbacks go above their slotted value. Yeah, but there's some studs at the top of this draft that would push a quarterback down. I like Michael Penix. Got it. I just got to watch more. I got to watch more. I got to watch more. All righty. Rolly, we're getting into a mock draft. So let's – Joe Black says you're going to eat your words. Bo is the truth. How old is he? I, I think – I'm guessing 24. I joked when I said 25. Bo Nick's age. He is 23, 23 years old. He'll be 24 in February. He'll be 24 by the draft. What if it takes three years and he's already 28 years old? Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. My guy, Big Dash, knows what up. Another great Giants YouTuber. Just a badass right there. Big Dash, you're anti-Bo Nix. If you are, that means you know Rock because I do not want to see Bo Nix on this football team. Appreciate you stopping by, brother. Keep crushing it on your channel, man. Love seeing you do your thing. All righty. We got 181 people watching. 
Only 32 likes. Those are rookie numbers. Hit that thumbs up icon as we're about to dive into this NFL mock draft. Coming up on today's video, we're going to roll through a two-round mock draft as the Giants will have three picks in those first two rounds. I know, we're doing mock drafts before Thanksgiving. It is what it is. But if you want us to start doing more NFL draft content early, I want you to hit that thumbs up icon right now. Yo, what up everybody? You're watching Giants Now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green. And I know, Marshall, why are you doing a mock draft? Well, you're two and eight, the Giants. You got a top five pick in the NFL draft. I actually want to have fun talking about some. So we're going to break down a two-round mock draft for the New York Giants. They have three picks, so we're going to break down three prospects. And you currently look at this 2024 NFL draft order, and by no means is this set in stone at all, but this is what the top five would be if the draft were to be today. The Chicago Bears own the first overall pick in the draft. That comes from Carolina due to the trade last year. Panthers sit at 1-8. and eight. The Giants, as well as the Patriots and Cardinals, all sit at 2-8. and eight. But since the Giants had the worst strength of schedule, they are going to be picking second, where that will flip-flop in the second round. It will go Cardinals, Patriots, and then Giants. So the Giants, Patriots, Cardinals, and the Bears, they will have that fifth pick thanks to their 3-7 and seven record. That game between the Giants and Patriots in a couple of weeks, the winner of that is probably going to lose out on Drake May and Caleb Williams, so I'm never going to root for the Giants to lo lose a game, but I'm not going to say I'm going to be upset if they do. A lot of needs on this football team right now, and I think the five biggest needs are as followed. Quarterback, and I'm not saying if you just get a quarterback, it's going to fix everything, but if you get a good quarterback, that helps your offensive line, and if you get a good quarterback, that makes receivers look better. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is the reason the Giants are where they are. There's a lot of reasons for that. I don't have a full show to break that down. But you need another QB. You need more help on the offensive line. You need more big-time playmakers on the outside on offense and on defense. I like Deontay Banks, but outside of him, you don't have any good corners on this roster. Dory Jackson will be a free agent. He ain't coming back. And I love Kayvon Thibodeau, and I love Dexter, William, Dexter Lawrence. But outside of those two guys, you don't have anyone really that can get to the passer. I know Aziz Ojolari can, but when he plays, it's once, once in a blue moon. I will say this, if the Giants are picking inside the top two of the 2024 NFL draft, they have to take a quarterback. And it's not even because Daniel Jones has played bad this year, which I think we can all agree on. A lot of circumstances why he's played bad, but he has played bad. But the thing is, he's coming off a torn ACL, you're going to cut him after the 2024 season, and he's missed eight games due to a serious neck injury in the last three years. So he has a bad neck, he has a torn knee, and he's got a terrible contract. You need to reset the quarterback position, and I believe the Giants will do so in this draft. You have a lot of picks as well, seven total picks for the Giants, but you could potentially, if the draft were to start today and the draft order sits as it does, the New York Giants, they have four picks inside the top 102 picks. You got one first-round pick, two second-round picks, that second second-rounder via the Leonard Williams trade. You got a third, fourth, fifth, sixth. No seventh-round pick as you did trade that for Isaiah Simmons, but four picks inside the top 100. That's enough ammunition to really change the immediate future of this team. That should be four starters that you add. It's going to be up to Joe Shane to grab the right guy. 
Obviously, the Bears have the first pick in this mock draft, and they selected quarterback Caleb Williams out of USC. And I think that is a good pick. I'm a big fan of Caleb Williams. He reminds me a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. He reminds me a little bit of Kyler Murray. He can make plays that not many other people on this earth can make. But there are some flaws to his game. I think he has 32 fumbles since he took over as a starting quarterback in college football, number one by a landslide. I'm a little bit worried of some of the things that he does, like go in the stands and cry with his mom or talk to reporters after the game talking about he wants to go Netflix and chill with his dog. And I don't know about the paint and the fingernails thing, but it, it's just a little bit weird. But he's going to be a damn good football player, and I'd be, I think we'd all be happy if he was a giant. So the Giants are on the clock at pick number two after the Bears select Caleb Williams, and there was actually a trade offer that came in from the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, they offered the Giants pick number six, pick number 40, pick number 48, pick number 71, and a 2025 second round pick for the Giants' second overall pick in pick number 98. There is going to be a lot of teams that are going to be trying to trade into that top two. Should the Giants do it? I'm not so sure. I'll ask you, would you do this trade? Would you trade the second overall pick and pick number 98 for pick six, pick 40, pick 48, pick 71, and a 2025 second round pick? You're getting a pick number six. You're getting two second round picks, a third round pick, as well as a second round pick next year. Type A for accept, type D for decline. It's an intriguing offer. But at the end of the day, I'm going to decline that trade. On one side, it's like Marshall, the Giants have a lot of holes on this team. The more darts you can have to throw, the more draft picks that you can make, the higher the probability of those guys panning out and being good football players. But at the end of the day, you're only as good as your quarterback in the NFL. And that's why I am going to select Drake May out of North Carolina to be the New York Giants quarterback with pick number two. Look, Drake May is a stud. If Caleb Williams did not exist, Drake May would be the runaway favorite to be the number one overall pick. And three months from now, he may be the favorite to actually be the number one overall pick. I think Drake May is better than Bryce Young. I think he would have went number one that year and maybe even a couple of drafts before that. He is a phenomenal football player, and he has had one hell of a career as a Tar Heel. You look at what he's done the last two years Played 24 games totaled last year. Completed 66% of his passes. Over 4,300 passing yards. A great touchdown-interception ratio. 38 tutties. Just seven picks. And over 308 yards per game. And then he raised his level of play coming into this year. Not nearly as much talent around him this year. And he's still finding a way to win football games. 21 touchdowns, six interceptions, almost 315 yards per game, still completing north of 65% of his passes. He's a stud. And a lot of people say, well, Marshall, who does Drake May remind you of? I said this three months ago. I see Justin Herbert when I see Drake May. I don't know if Drake May has the elite arm strength that Justin Herbert has. I think Justin Herbert may have a top three arm in the NFL. I don't know if his arm is that strong, but Drake May is going to enter the NFL, the day he gets drafted, and will have a top, time, top 10 arm, elite arm talent out of him. Dane Brugler, who in my opinion is the best NFL draft guy in the business, works for the Athletic. He has Drake May over Caleb Williams. Dane Brugler's number one quarterback this year is Drake May, and I believe he may be on an island right now, but in five, five weeks, six weeks, a couple months, 
He may be one of many that has Drake May as number one overall. This is what Brugler said about May. He is cut from the same cloth as Justin Herbert. May continues to impress with his on-field command despite inconsistent help around him. A tall, well-put-together athlete, he has an explosive release with the touch to threaten every level of the football field. He still makes a few more reckless decisions than you'd want, but his timing has improved, and his aggressive decision-making is more of a strength than a weakness. Let's go through a little Drake May scouting profile. He is a prototypical quarterback. He is a cookie-cutter quarterback. If you could create a quarterback in a lab, it's Drake May. He's got prototypical size. Six foot four, 230 pounds, and I believe through this draft process, he's going to put on a little bit more weight, and as he becomes a grown man, he'll get that grown man strength. He has an elite arm. You see him make these throws inside and outside of the pocket. What about essentially the touchdown that won the game for North Carolina, but then their defense folded and allowed Duke to go down the field and score on Saturday? He's on the right, left hash, drops back probably from about the 17, 20-yard line, and just fires an absolute piss missile to the back right of the corner, puts it in a spot where only his receiver can grab it, an elite throw, an elite arm. But he's also an underrated athlete. He has underrated athleticism. At six foot four, 230 pounds, he's not just a statue in the pocket. He can make plays on the run, but he can also make plays with his feet as a ball carrier. When you talk about the last two years, uh, for Drake May at North Carolina, these are his rushing stats. And the rushing stats in college football for quarterbacks are a little bit misleading because when a quarterback takes a sack, it affects their rushing yards. But I want you to just focus on this. Drake May, in his college career, has 11 games over 50 yards rushing. He has 15 rushing touchdowns and almost 1,000 rushing yards. Can you call him on design QB runs? Absolutely. That's not something that he's great at. That's not something that you want that guy to do. If it's third and five, third and four, call a QB power, a QB draw from inside the red zone, he can get it done in that aspect. But probably my favorite thing about Drake May is he's super cool. He's super calm. He's collective, and he's always ready for the moment. He's just a clutch quarterback. He won the game this past Saturday against Duke two times in regulation in the final five minutes. But the North Carolina Tar Heels may have the worst defense in all of college football. And, I'm, and I know you might say, but Marshall, that's Duke. Well, Nick Roloff, producer Roloff, you let me in on a little secret. Duke's one of the top 20 best defenses in college football this year. And another thing that I like about him when it comes to the clutch factor is this isn't a good North Carolina team whatsoever. So a lot of these games are coming down to the wire, and a lot of the times they're just looking at Drake May in the final five minutes saying, Go win us the football game. So he's been in a lot of pressure-packed situations. He's been asked to go on a lot of two-minute drills and two-minute drives to go win the game. I'm a big fan of Drake May, and he may just be my number one quarterback. Got to watch the rest of the season, though, and do some more scouting this offseason. I'll ask you before we move on to the second-round pick. Two second-round picks for the Giants. Keep forgetting that. If you had to pick a quarterback for the Giants to start next year, who would it be? Type DJ for Daniel Jones. Type CW for Caleb Williams or DM for Drake May. I want to know what all of you have to say. Coming up next, we're going to make two more picks. The Giants are on the clock at pick number 36, and then I believe it's pick number 57 that they are once again on the clock. Obviously, those numbers will change as teams' records changes. But first, I got to give a huge shout-out to today's sponsor, Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app in North America. 
And I'll say this. Look, the Giants are bad. They're not fun to watch. You don't got to fool anybody. But when you play prize picks, it makes the game entertaining. It's prizepicks.com slash CLNS, promo code CLNS. And when you use that link and you use that promo code, prize picks is going to match your initial deposit up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. All you do is create a lineup of two to six players and just choose more or less on their projected stat total. These are the picks that I'm going to roll with for this Sunday slate in the National Football League. I'm going to go with more passing yards for Dak Prescott. I saw him just absolutely torch the Giants, and I know this. The Panthers are much better. And I also saw the Cowboys defense get after Tommy DeVito and the Giants. So I'm going to go with less passing yards for Bryce Young. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a big game this week against Washington. I'm going to go more on his rushing yards. You can use my picks. You can fade my picks or make your own picks. Just do it with our proud daily fantasy sports partner, Prize Picks. It's prizepicks.com slash TLNS. All righty. Giants back on the clock at the top of the second round. They own pick 36 as it currently stands. And we talked about what are some needs the Giants have. They need more offensive line help. They need more playmakers on the outside on offense and on defense. So these were the five best players that were still on the board when the Giants were on the clock. You get a defensive tackle, Tyreek Williams in there. You get a tight end in Leonard Williams. You get an off-ball backer in Leitu Latu. And then you get an interior offensive lineman and Troy Fontenot, and then A.D. Mitchell, an explosive wide receiver out of the University of Texas. You just got a quarterback, rookie quarterback. You want to surround him with a little bit more talent? Obviously, I'd love to take a receiver here, but I'm going to make sure that Drake may have some time in the pocket to pass. Give me the interior offensive lineman, Troy Fontenot, out of Washington with pick number 36. I believe in the, the saying, invest in your investments. And I feel like the Giants ignored that too long for Daniel Jones, and I feel like they also ignored that a little bit too long for Saquon Barkley. So what am I going to do as the assistant, as the mock draft general manager for the Giants? I'm going to get some help up front. I think everybody in the world knows the Giants' offensive line is absolutely dog shit right now. They need to improve it. And Fontenot, his versatility is something that I love. He's allowed just four sacks and 30 games played in his college career and just two QB hits outside of those sacks. He could play left tackle. He could play guard. I think, though, he translates more to the inside of the offensive line, just like Dane Brugler thinks of the athletic. He said this about Fontenot, a college left tackle and has the talent and length to stay outside, but his body and play style suggest that an NFL move to guard could be what is best long-term. He has NFL-level feet and movements, and he is playing with better composure and committing fewer penalties than last season. It's the versatility, the ability to play multiple spots on the offensive line that has me fascinated about this prospect. No, we don't need a left tackle, but you may need a right tackle down the future, and you definitely need another guard on the interior of this offensive line. I will say this, though. I would rather sign an offensive lineman in free agency. The Giants have addressed the offensive line in the draft. They selected Evan Neal. They selected um, Joshua Azudu, Marcus McKeithen, and all these offensive linemen in the draft. They just missed on some of those picks. I think it just be, might be time to go and pay a veteran that's proven and can come in and raise the level of play. But I would not be upset at all if the Giants selected an uh, offensive lineman in the early part of the second round. So you got a quarterback and you got an offensive lineman. I'm going to say it again. 
Invest in your investment. With pick number 57 via the Seattle Seahawks, thanks to the Leonard Williams trade, give me Jalen Polk, the wide receiver out of Washington, the Texas product. Invest in your investment. Get him some help up front, Drake May. Get him some help on the outside. Jalen Polk, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated wide receivers in this class. And we, when we actually get to draft day in April, he may not even be on the board at pick number 57. What I love about him is he brings some size to this wide receiver group. The Giants have a lot of smaller wide receivers. You talk about Wandale Robinson. You talk about Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Polk, he is six foot two, almost 200 pounds. He can play on the outside, but he also can slide into the slot. I believe I saw that he has 41% of his snaps this year coming in the slot, so he could do both really well, but he's also a downfield target. And if you watch Drake May, he loves to throw the ball down the field, specifically those seam routes. 55 grabs this year for almost 950 yards, nine touchdowns, and 17.1 yards per catch. I can hear it now. May to Polk. Let's freaking go. This is my final mock draft for the first three picks. I got Drake May at pick number two. Got us a quarterback. Got us a leader. I'm going to go with Troy Fontenot, the interior offensive lineman out of Washington, pick number 36. And then I'm going to go with the wide receiver out of Washington, Jalen Polk. A couple of Washington people were drafting. They've got a good program, though. They're going to bring some good talent into this league this year. I want you, though, to be extremely critical of me right now. Get out your red pen and grade Marshall's mock draft down in the comment section. A, B, C, D, or F. And I've learned. If nobody gives your mock draft an F, it wasn't really a mock draft. So at least somebody tell me it was an F down below. I want to hear from you, though, A, B, C, D, or F. I appreciate everyone, as always, for tuning in. We're going to up our draft coverage on this channel because I'm getting kind of tired just talking about the football games. It makes me sad and not happy anymore. Make sure you subscribe for free Giants content every day. We did get a $5 super chat from my guy, Aaron Skoll in the building. What's up, brother? As Rolly, I'm looking through some of these draft grades, and we got a couple of Cs and a couple of Bs. If you walk away with Drake May at pick number two, it's an automatic A+. I got to be honest. Um, say what you want about the offensive lineman from Washington, but you walk away in the first two rounds with Drake May, Jalen Polk. That's a steal. 17-0 and 0 is on the table. <laughs> it's on the table. Those are two of my favorite guys. Well, Drake May is obvious, but Polk, I am in love with Jalen Polk's game. He is my number one second-round wide receiver as we currently sit, and he might creep in the number one territory. Yeah. I think this is a really good wide receiver class. Obviously, MHJ, Malik Neighbors out of LSU, I think he ends up going top He's a stud. 10. He's a stud. He is so damn good. <laughs> I, I tell you what. If my team was picking seventh or eighth, I have no problem taking Malik Neighbors right there. I love that guy. Ryan Brogan says it's a perfect mock. You know ball, bro. You, yeah, know, you know ball. Rob Jigga back again with a $5 super chat. Says, missed you guys in this awesome chat. I read on X or Twitter that DeVito had to get x-rays. Was he in injured? And then he says he's honored to be a real one. As Twin, twin Turbo Duck gives me an F. Thank you, Is Kramer. that just who I think it is with a changed name? It is. It yeah. is. Shout you, out to Twin Turbo. Been act, Twin Turbo been acting a lot like someone else. I, I, I kind of had an intuition. Love that. Um, yes, Tommy DeVito did get an x-ray after the game yesterday. I looked. I searched. I, I went all over the internet. 
Called a couple of the sources. I don't know what his injury is. I don't think anyone knows. He just get an x-ray to make sure the body still works because he took an absolute beating yesterday. But Rob, seriously, he's going to start next week. Brian Dable said that after the game as well. As my guy Kyle Demetro, Metro Boomin, says CW is 1-6 against top 25 defenses in his career. Streets are talking. <laughs> it's so hard to, like, also a first-timer, so shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. First-time Super Chatter. Rolly, for Kyle. Let's ride. We're, uh, we're, that was closer. Was was that was better. better. That was better. I wouldn't get too lost in the sauce when it comes to giant uh, or college quarterbacks' records. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's lost some big games, man. Um I will say, though, he, he has elevated that team so much that he has people believing they should win these games when USC is just not a good football team from top to bottom. So a double-edged sword there a little bit, Kyle. Um, but I do have my doubts on Caleb Williams. I've got my doubts, that's for sure. As my guy, the Bronx boy in the chat says, did you burn the mini Dallas jersey? Oh, did we do it? Did we burn it? Yes, we did burn Tom Downey's Cowboy jersey. The, in fact, the jersey he wore the last time the Cowboys we're in the Super Bowl. We burned the jersey in front of our garage last night. And uh, as the jersey was on fire, our landlord texted myself, producer Roley, and Patrick Seatman and says, I got a message from the HOA saying you guys are starting fires in your apartment or in your house. Can you please stop? So <laughs> we burned it, but we also had to stomp it out a little bit early because the HOA was not a big fan of us setting the jersey on fire. Which, I mean, you know, it makes sense, I guess right? it makes like, sense. I guess it makes burning sense. Burning something in the garage, probably not an idea, good idea. We weren't in the garage, to be fair. Oh, you weren't? We were two steps outside the garage. Oh, that might be worse. Then on now him? you're doing it. No, yeah, because now you're doing it in the middle of public space. Yeah. Not the, in your own. The jersey was burned, though. I could show a quick little video of it. Um, I'm going to put it out as a short on the channel. But, uh, yep, Jersey got burned last night. I don't know if you guys can see, but it's burned. Tom Downey actually used to fit that jersey at one point. It was only like 30 years ago. But, yeah, it got burned, and then we were contacted by the HOA saying, stop setting shit on fire. The FBI came after us. So, uh, yeah, they were not too happy about that one. As Nick K comes in with the first-time Super Chatter for Nick. Let's go. Still a little bit off, but you'll but you'll get there. You know, it's it's just don't like, let Smitty outdo you on this. It's just like offensive line and quarterback. You got to time the cadence. The cadence. Yep. So you got to know where how we move. So we'll get there. If you want to type F the H O A in the comment section like Zach Vila, I'm all with that. Our, we're just dudes having fun. Next thing you know, our H O A is now a subscriber of Giants. Now our our rent just went up $500 a month. I literally responded to him. I was like, sorry, it was just doing something for work. <laughs> uh, That's good stuff. Nick says, battles are won in the trenches. Make an offensive line. Any QB can get comfortable and win behind. If both QBs are gone by the Giants pick three or later, give me Fashuno? Fashano. Fashano? Olu, the guy from Penn State. Yeah. You, 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 you kick at Evan Neal inside? question man I don't think Evan Neal can play guard I know there's a lot of people out there that think Evan Neal can play guard I don't think he can play guard and I and I know he can't play tackle the Giants need a new right tackle and I'm not so sure Evan Neal can succeed at the right guard spot 
But look, I'm never going to say more offensive line help is a bad idea because I am tired of watching this football team and saying this offensive line stinks. Appreciate it, Nick, for becoming a first-time Super Chatter. As Dwayne Jackson, my man, sent a $10 Super Chat. What's up, Brody? Says, if the Giants don't finish in the top two and none other draftable and none other draftable are not appealing, does Justin Fields become a realistic option? Personally, I think Chicago is wasting his talent. Um, Rolly, you watch a lot of, you've watched every Chicago Bears game this season. Unfortunately, yes. What do you think of Justin Fields? You've watched every snap this year for Mr. Fields. Yes, I have. Um, I don't think he's that good. And listen, he has his flashes. Like, let, let, let's not lie here. There are times where he looks like an elite quarterback, as I'll get his. The say. Thursday night football game. Again, oh, when he played the Commanders, he was unbelievable. It's like, it, I will say, and Bears fans can also agree with this sentiment. Um, the play calling down in Chicago is not good. Luke Getze, their OC, is a bad OC. It's his first time calling plays. Well, last year was. And the issue with his system, Marsh, is that he is a standard quarterback system. And I mean standard. I mean old school, three-step drop, five-step drop, two reads, get the ball to your hands, Aaron Rodgers style. He worked with Aaron Rodgers a long time. So they bring him in. And listen, Justin Fields is just not good enough at this point in his career, to read a defense post-snap that quickly and find the open man. So they're calling plays like he's a pocket quarterback. They're trying to change his footwork to make him a pocket quarterback, and that's not him, and he's also not accurate. He's best when he's, best when he's outside the pocket, making things happen athletically. Off script. And he simply is not an on-script pocket quarterback, so if you plan to run that offense – he is not the quarterback for you. If you, I don't think he'll ever become that quarterback, if I'm going to be honest. So if you plan to have a pocket system and keep him contained, it's not a good idea. It's not going to work. You know, I understand the idea here, Dwayne, because if they do draft a quarterback, they being the Bears, they're obviously going to trade Justin Fields. But my main reason for saying no is Justin Fields is going to be going into year four next season, correct? Yeah. Which means – you're going to have to make a, a decision on his fifth-year option this offseason. And also, he's that much closer to becoming a free agent. And when quarterbacks come free agents, they want big-time money. I want to live in a world, Dwayne, where I can draft a quarterback and have him on the cheap for five years. In large part due to the fact that you're going to be paying Daniel Jones $22 million in the 2025-2026 season when he's not even on this football team. So you're going to need a cheap quarterback contract to kind of balance out that dead cap hit. I would say no, Dwayne, to drafting, to just trading for Justin Fields, but I could see a situation where Fields becomes the player that a lot of people think he can be once he does move on from Chicago because it's just not a great spot for a quarterback right now. Very similar to the Giants. Bad offensive line, better weapons than the Giants. And some young, core, young, young, young uh, play callers and things of that sort. I would say no, but I definitely know what you mean. The talent is there. Does he ever put it together? I would say probably working with Brian Dable uh, could potentially get it out of him. We're going to get to a mailbag coming up in a second. You want to get your feet and questions featured on this mailbag? Go ahead and super chat or just use hashtag Giants in the comments section. As Alexander Liao says, 
Producer Roley, thoughts on the Giants taking J.J. McCarthy? No. I'll answer for him. No. no. We do no. not want quarterbacks that don't throw the football in the second half. I don't want to get fired here, but J.J. McCarthy, not a good quarterback. J.J. McCarthy stinks. And I covered him in high school. I was able to talk with him. I interviewed him. He stinks. All righty. Johnson, you, Bush Kid, and Zach Attack, we see your super chats. You will be on the mailbag. You'll be on the mailbag. We only we got we got we're on a little schedule today because we got to do some Knicks game tonight or something like that. But if you want to be featured on the mailbag, super chat, you'll skip the line. We've already done the draft, Rolly, for 2024. Let's do free agency. Oh yeah, GM Marsh <laughs> back in full action. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Coming up on today's show, we're going to look at free agents at offensive line, wide receiver, as well as defensive linemen that the Giants could potentially sign in this upcoming free agency. The Giants have a whole lot of holes to fill, and we're going to do that on today's video. You're watching Giants Now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green. The Giants are projected to have roughly, roughly around $47.5 million heading into the offseason. That number can go up by a good bit, though, by cutting or restructuring certain contracts on this team. You talk about who made the Giants look towards an NFL free agency. I don't think they'll go sign a quarterback because I think they're going to draft one. But definitely O-line, definitely wide receiver, definitely edge, and probably even wide receiver again. That's why we got that listed on there twice. So right now the Giants sit at $47.6 million in cap space. But they can up that number to almost $60 million in cap space by making three simple cuts. They are going to move on from Mark Lewinsky. The Giants will save $5.7 million by cutting Mark Lewinsky. Also, Darius Slayton. The Giants save $6 million by cutting him. And then I also believe that they will cut Aaron Robinson, who Lord knows where he is at this point. Look, didn't only played in the first two weeks last year, and he's been on IR ever since. If you cut Glowinski, you cut Darius Slayton, and you cut Aaron Robinson, the Giants cap space would go all the way up to roughly $60.6 million in cap space. Well, you do have that money. You also got to think about the future, but you also may have to spend some of that money to bring back some of the players that are on your team right now that are uh, upcoming free agents, like guys like Saquon Barkley, who I believe the Giants are going to keep in town. Not sure if they agree to a long-term deal with Saquon, but I think a franchise tag could be coming, which is going to eat up, once again, probably $12 million of your cap space. You'll get Xavier McKinney that's supposed to say safety. I'm not sure that the Giants are going to bring back Xavier McKinney. I'm not so sure the Giants bring back a Dory Jackson either. And you get a guy like Isaiah Simmons. I'd like to bring him back. Athletic player, can play multiple spots on defense. I liked what I saw from Ashawn Robinson so far this year. Good run stuffer. Ben Bredesen, you might bring him back for some depth on the O-line. Jihad Ward, he's been a good locker room culture guy. Maybe you bring back Tyrod Taylor, but I would actually like to go get a more, I would say, injury, less injury prone quarterback to back up my guy than Tyrod Taylor. But I can see the Giants bringing back a couple of these guys. Before we get to my top free agent targets for the 2024 cycle, I want to hear from you. Outside of quarterback, what is the Giants' biggest need on this team? Let me know in the comment section. Outside of quarterback, what is the Giants' biggest need? Sound off for me down below. One of the biggest needs on this team is edge rushers. The Giants have to add more talent 
on the defensive line to where they can win with just four players. I love Thibodeau. I love Dexter Lawrence. But that is simply just not enough. Daniil Hunter is an extremely good football player. I believe he has 11 and a half sacks right now on the season. He's been a monster for Minnesota all year long. And he's a guy that is going to command top money in free agency. I believe that he is going to be the best edge rusher in this class. And the Giants may look to sign a guy like him. Brian Burns will also join Daniil Hunter as a top edge rusher in this class. These are the top two guys in my opinion. But I will say, both these guys could be franchise tagged by both of their current teams. But they are going to be the two top guys at that position. Daniel Hunter, he's an absolute beast. Brian Burns is an absolute beast. A guy that may actually enter free agency and not be franchise tagged and be the top edge rusher. What about Josh Allen? Not Josh Allen of the Bills. Josh Allen, the outside linebacker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know there's a lot of people that are interested it, we're interested in the Giants drafting Josh Allen a couple of years ago and then making a couple trades for him. He's an extremely talented edge rusher, and the Giants have a need there. He's young. He's got a lot of upside. Would not be opposed to giving him a big-time check this offseason. Chase Young, who was recently just traded from the Washington Commanders to the San Francisco 49ers. While Chase Young is definitely an extremely talented player, I'm a little bit worried about his availability. He missed a lot of games so far through his career, and I think that San Francisco traded for him for a reason. And it wasn't just an eight-game rental. I think they're going to pay him a lot of money in free agency. But if they don't, I'd love to see him wearing New York Giants blue. Also, another edge rusher. Josh, how do you say it, Rolly? Uche. Josh Uche. Thank you, producer Rolly, being a real one. This is a guy that hasn't played all that much this year, had not had that much success, only played in a handful of snaps last week for the New England Patriots. But he had an excellent season last year for New England. 11 and a half sacks for him last year. Is he a product of the New England Patriots system? I don't know. I'm always worried about paying New England Patriots, but a guy that's had 11 and a half sacks in a season before, Giants haven't needed that position. He's definitely a guy that I would keep my eyes on. I know this. If the Giants make any moves, if the Giants do anything, we are going to break it down and get you guys a video as soon as possible. Subscribe to Giants now for free Giants content every day. Give us a shot. And then if, a, if in a week you think this guy sucks up here with a widow's peak, that's cool. You can unsubscribe. But give us a little bit of a tryout here. Subscribe to the channel right now. Coming up next, we're going to look at the wide receiver position as well as the offensive line position as players of the Giants could sign an NFL free agency. But first, I got to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor and a thank you to Prize Picks for sponsoring Giants Now by Chat Sports. If you play fantasy sports, and you want to start playing daily fantasy sports and have the opportunity to win real money and take it out of your account whenever, go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS, use the promo code CLNS, and prize picks will match your initial deposit up to $100. What I love about it is how easy it is. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. You always get lost in the sauce. Daily fantasy, it's so hard to play. Not prize picks. All you do is create a lineup of two to six players and just choose more or less on their projected stat total. This is the lineup that I'm going to be rolling with for this Sunday's slates of, slate of games in the NFL. I'm going with more passing yards for Dak. He tore up the Giants. I think he's going to do the same to the Panthers. I'm going with less passing yards for Bryce Young against the Cowboys. Defense is pretty good. I'm going to go with more rushing yards for Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to get the rock a lot this week against Washington. Get started playing Daily Fantasy today with our proud sponsor, Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com. 
slash CLNS, promo code CLNS. From edge rushers to wide receivers, the top guy that could enter free agency at that wide receiver position is T. Higgins. We've talked about trading for T. Higgins before, and I think that there's a real possibility that T. Higgins could actually enter free agency. Look, the Cincinnati Bengals as a franchise don't have a lot of money. There's a reason they need a sponsorship for their stadium. They've already paid Joe Burrow. They've already paid, or they're going to have to pay, Jamar Chase. And how many guys are they going to be able to afford? They've got some expensive players on their defense. And there's a legit shot that T. Higgins could actually enter free agency. If you're looking for a veteran option, what about a guy that's had nine straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons? What about Mike Evans? To be honest with you, I don't like the idea of paying a lot of money for a veteran receiver, but Mike Evans has proved it. Year in and year out, he is an elite receiver in this league, and I think having a guy like Drake May, rookie quarterback, or maybe a guy like Caleb Williams, having a proven receiver on the outside can always help with that. If you're looking for a little bit of a younger wide receiver that's still a really good player, what about Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars? They just added him to their roster last year, so maybe you know they're going to try to keep him around long term. I think he's a good player, extremely smart football player. Maybe he doesn't make the best decisions when it comes to betting on the National Football League, but he's a guy that can get open and get north and south of the football in his hands, and he's a playmaker, and the Giants, they need more of those guys on their football team. If you're looking for a deep threat, one of the best deep threats in the National Football League, what about Hollywood Brown? of the Arizona Cardinals. I would like to find a more possession receiver, a guy that can get open and win with true route running skills. You already have a guy like Jalen Hyatt who could push the defense deep, but I do like the idea of having more speed on this football team. A guy that I am intrigued by is Michael Pittman, the young wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I've been really impressed by him to start his NFL career. Liked him a lot coming out of college. He's a player that I think would fit very easily into this Brian Dable offense. And I think he'd be a good big body receiver for a young QB to have. Other notable wide receivers that could be free agents if they don't sign with their team or get franchise tagged. Tyler Boyd of Cincinnati. Gabe Davis of Buffalo. We know the connection of Brian Dable, Joe Shane to the Buffalo Cats. K.J. Osborne of the Minnesota Vikings. Josh Reynolds as well as Kendrick Bourne. Some of these guys are pretty good. There's going to be some talented wide receivers out there. Giants can absolutely add a couple more playmakers to this football team. The, all, the part of the show that everybody's waiting for. The offensive line. I know Connor Williams plays center, but I want the Giants to sign him to go play guard. He played guard before for Dallas. And right now, Pro Football Focus has Connor Williams ranked as the sixth center in the National Football League. You could slide him to guard, have him mentor a young guy like John Michael Schmitz, and be an immediate, successful impact player for this offensive line. Would not hate it. What about Jonah Williams, the right tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, good player, still young, um, not an elite player by any means, but a solid player. And he's a guy that could step in and be an immediate starting right tackle. I guess this is going to depend on if the Giants are going to go out and potentially let Evan Neal once again be that starting right tackle. I don't know if they can be. I'm a little bit worried about his future. He showed us he's not a good right tackle, and I don't believe he could be a good right guard in this league as well. If you're looking for potentially... Another guard to sign. What about Dalton Reisner of the Minnesota Vikings? Right now, just came back into the NFL, missed a couple of games to start this season as he was a free agent, but he's been pretty good so far for the Minnesota Vikings. And he's a guy that I begged for the Giants to sign all offseason long. I'm a fan of him. I think he's going to be good for a long time in the league. Still a young player. And any help the Giants can get 
on the offensive line is going to help this team tremendously. It's time to invest in your investments if you are the New York Giants. You're going to draft another young quarterback this year. I think that is pretty obvious at this point. And if you do so, you need to have an offensive line in front of him that, one, can keep him upright, that can keep him healthy, because the offensive line you have right now and knocked out Daniel Jones for the season, it put Tyrod Taylor on IR, and now it has Tommy DeVito getting x-rays after the game for that. So Dalton Reisner, who is currently ranked 55th by Pro Football Focus. What about Evan Brown of the Seattle Seahawks? He is a guy that can play center. He can play guard. And right now, Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the 26th center in the National Football League. But he's been, played all over the offensive line for Seattle. But the guy that I want the Giants to go out and get the most is Robert Hunt. He could play guard. He could play tackle. He's been playing right guard for the Miami Dolphins this year. And Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the ninth guard in the NFL right now. Go give him a lot of money or Connor Williams, either one of those guys. You're going to have potentially $60 million in cap space. You're going to save franchise tax Saquon Barkley. That brings you down to about $47 million. Robert Hunt would be an elite signing by the New York Giants. We just went through about 20 players on today's show. I want you to name a free agent you want the Giants to sign. Give me a name. Give me a name down in the comment section right now. Remember, you can give me a follow over on Twitter at MarshallGreen underscore. I'm tweeting about the Giants all day, every day. And I want to follow some Giants fans back. So if you DM me, saying free agency, I'm going to give you a follow-up back. At Marshall Green on Twitter, DM me free agency. I'll give you a follow-up back.